All right. Mark chapter 10 and verse number 46. They came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was who? Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, what? And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to turn and look at somebody right now and tell them this is a new year. And I don't know what you heard about me last year. But I just want you to know I'm getting up and moving on. Please be seated. It was the 1968 Olympics. We were glued to the television set watching New Mexico with our dashikis, our naturals, and our medallions. Boy, we all were there. Now, young folks have no idea what that is, but some of us know what that means. While all of us were fixed on that, were excited about what happened with the race and the brothers who stood, it was the end of the Olympics that caught the attention of others. Because it was the last event of that particular time, and it was the time for that long marathon run at the end. And that's that long, long run that's miles and miles and miles. They started out and when they started that race, you circle around the stadium one time, then you go out the gate, and you're gone for some time, 20-some miles before you can come back. And they run that race, and that is really the race of champions to see if you have that kind of endurance. Everything was going. Most people leave before that's ever over with, and people had filed out. There was only a few thousand people left in the stadium. They had already finished the race, and they had already given away the medals. It was the end of the Olympics. And as everybody's piling out, thinking, well, that's the end of that, somebody gets the attention of a camera crew and says, hey, there's somebody still running out there. And they turn around and look out, and sure enough, there was one man running, kind of limping running, but he was running. And they found out his name was Stephen Akari, and Stephen was still running. He was from Tanzania. Well, what happened to Stephen was he started the race with everybody. There were 70-some people that started, uh, not certainly that many that finished, only uh, a much smaller number. But as they started out, not soon after they got outside the gate, somebody trips him. He falls over, and now he's a bloody mess. He looks terrible, and he should have quit the race right then before he got hurt anymore. Everybody ran off and left him. He's still laying there. But Stephen got up and decided, I'm going to finish this anyway. And he started running. And, of course, by now he's running by himself. Everybody's run off and left him. And he's still limping along, and that's a long way to limp. And he's just still going at it, going at it, going at it. Everybody's gone. Nobody there to cheer him on. Nobody to say nothing. He's just still kind of running. Man, that guy's wrong with that man. But pretty soon, he comes all the way back around, and they recognize that this man was still running, even though the race was over, the medals had been given out. And a TV camera picks it up, and people start yelling, he's still running. And he runs back into the stadium, 
and he has to make one turn around. People are yelling at him, stop, quit, the race is over, you need to stop. You're going to kill yourself. And this man, with all that he had been through with that terrible accident that he had, just kept running until he gets to the finish line. And by the time he gets to the finish line, he just kind of falls over, gets across on the other side, and people are shaking their head like, what is wrong with this guy? And so finally somebody with a TV camera gets in front of him and puts a mic there and says, what are you doing? This race is over. It's already finished. The medals are given out. Why did you keep running? And you look a mess. And he turned around and said in his broken language, my country did not send me here to start the race. They sent me here to finish the race. I want to say to those that are here this morning, the Lord did not start you out just to start the race. But God has every, 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 every intention for you to do what? Now, I'm not saying you're not going to have some problems because you will. I asked you today, are you satisfied with who you are? Have you accomplished all in life you wanted to accomplish? Are you where you thought you would be when you started last year? What's been your greatest triumph? What's been your greatest defeat? And what do you want people to say about you when you're gone? Who do you want to follow in your shoes? Is there any area of your life you still want to change? What will you do different in 2018 that you didn't do in 2017? What did you do in 2017 that didn't please God? And what did you do in 2017 that brought sadness to his heart? And do you believe that change is possible? Would you say with me, everybody that's in this house, nothing ever changes until something changes. Thank you very much and I can sit down now. If you could choose three areas of your life to change in this coming year, I asked you today, what would they be? Finance, friendship, occupation, relationships, don't say husband and wife. Um, as we enter 2018, there are questions that bother us and things that simply stay on our mind. And I ask you today, my brothers and my sisters, I ask you today that are here in this house with us right now, have you made up your mind to go on in spite of? Have you made up your mind that I don't know who I can blame for last year, but it's not important. And let me tell you something, when you're looking for people to blame, really what you're doing is giving people veto power over your future. You're saying to somebody, I can't be happy till you say I can be. Well, I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, I don't know anybody that I love so much that I'm going to put my happiness in their hands. If you don't like me, you're just going to have to deal with it the best way you can, but I'm going on with my life. Is there anybody here that says I'm going on with my life? I came to this conclusion for 2018 that others, and you have to understand that, uh, they, 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 if they can't help me and all they can do is hurt me, I can't let them stop me. Mm. Look at somebody say, if you can't help me, I can't let you stop me. By God, I've got to make up in my mind that I'm going on anyway. Now, somebody's going to tell me, Brother Macklin, you don't know much about me. You're just showing up at West Day every now and then. You don't even know who I am. You don't know what I've been through. And you don't know how long I've had this. And I've just had to learn to deal with my situation. Well, let me tell you about dealing with situations. The woman with the issue of blood dealt with hers for 12 years. The man at the pool was there for 38 years. The woman who had an infirmity had it for 18 years. Mary and Martha had been weeping for four days. 
What are you trying to tell me, Brother Macklin? I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is not intimidated by the length of your suffering. Hmm. I said, Jesus is not intimidated by the length of your suffering. So whether you've been down for five years, 10 years, 20 minutes, three months, four months, uh, this is still a good day for deliverance. <laughs> mm. Hallelujah. Would you look at somebody near you right now that looks friendly? Don't fool with the unfriendly people. We're just glad they showed up in church. My God. But just look at somebody right now and tell them, I, I appreciate you being here. But this is my day. And I'm so glad. I don't need your approval to be delivered. Come on, somebody, give God praise. Somebody said, well, Brother Macklin, you, you're just a lot you don't know about my situation. I, I know you're right. For instance, when you look at Bartimaeus, I don't know, um, um, I don't know how they treated him day by day. I don't know. I don't know what his parents thought when he ended up in that situation. I don't know. I don't know what prejudice he had to deal with. I don't know. I don't know uh, whether his condition uh, had absolutely paralyzed his future to a point that he was ready to give up. I don't know. I don't know how much money he had to beg up on just to stay alive. I don't know. I don't know who he was leaning on just to get to the place to beg. I do not know. But I came by to tell you, my brothers and sisters, uh, if you're going to be delivered, you're going to be uh, in a place where God wants to raise you to a new place in this year. You've got to be careful and be aware of blessing blockers. Mm. Ah, come on, say, be aware of blessing blockers. There are blessing blockers, faith blockers, and miracle blockers. My God, and some people ought to work for the NFL because they're real good at blocking folks. Are you with me what I'm talking about? I think some people get anointed just, just to stop other folk. They get anointed just to, just to rain on your parade. And I don't care how good you feel, they have a way of bringing you back down to normal. Can I talk to somebody for a little while? Praise the name of the Lord. And you've got to be careful how that works because you will allow people to set the limit as to where you're going and how you're going to get there. Did I ever tell you the story about the fleas that had a convention? Well, let me tell you what happened. There were some fleas that were flying around in a little bucket. And uh, the owner of, 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 of that little farm recognized there were some fleas down there. So he turned around and put a top right on top of it. And he put a lid on it. And those little fleas were trying to get out. And every time they went up, they went bing, 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 bing. They got so tired of hitting their head, they turned around and called a flea convention. <laughs> they called all the fleas to get together. They said, listen, let's meet down in the basement. And they met down at the bottom of that pail and they said, listen, we're having problems here. Somebody done put a lid on us and I don't know how we're going to get out. And it hurts every time we try to get out. So the fleas decided, listen, I move that we don't jump so high and it won't hurt so much. They said, all in favor, where's your wing? And they did. And they said, all right, we're moving on. And they went on to the next place. And every now and then, now it's that bing, bing, bing. So they called another conference. My God, and after that conference was over, they said, it still hurts a little bit. They said, well, here's what we need to do. Let's not jump that high and it won't hurt at all. So they lowered the places that they were jumping to. And pretty soon it didn't hurt at all because they had lowered the height from which they were reaching. So pretty soon when the owner didn't hear any more beams, he just went and took the lid off. And those little leaves just kept on flying around, around the bottom of the pail because they were afraid to hurt themselves. And they just flew around until they died. you got to be careful you don't let nobody put a lid on your future. I said, you've got to be careful you don't let anybody put a lid on your future. Can I talk to you for just a moment today? Let me tell you, my friends, you've got to learn how to deal 
with blessing blockers. My God, Bartimaeus had a blessing, had some blessing blockers because when Jesus showed up and he started hollering out for Jesus, they told him, shut up, shut up, stop all that noise. But I'll have you to know that was being said by people who could see. And sometimes it's people that already have stuff that's trying to keep you from getting stuff. As a matter of fact, when they got through, when Jesus got through preaching, they said, all right, Jesus, church is over. Why don't we send all these folk home? Go look like they go all be trying to get down to the Crystal Cathedral Fellowship Hall and we don't have enough food. And they turn around and said, send them away. And you know what? That's always the answer of some people. Just send them away, send them away, send them away. My God, but I love the words of Jesus. He said, they need not go away. My God, the disciples turn around and sometimes people who block you can be church folks. Lord, help me to talk just a little while today. My God, the Bible, the Bible reminds us, my God, of when the disciples, a woman came, my God, trying to get an audience with Jesus. And the disciples turned around and said, Lord, let's send her away. This woman wearies us. What do you mean us? Come on, come on, come on. What, what you mean us, Ronaldo? Listen, it, it, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't. He, she, she wasn't even calling for you. She was calling for Jesus. And sometimes people put themselves in the place of Jesus. And just because people are crying out, well, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. They know you can't do nothing about it. They don't really want you to help. They want Jesus to help. Do I have a witness in this house? Glory to God. Let me hurry. Let me hurry up and get out of this situation. My, my, my. They were acting up in church one day. And little kids were acting like little kids. Somebody, I was someplace preaching not long ago during a workshop. And uh, one of the ministers there said, I, I want you to know we have order in our church. We don't have no kids up in here yelling. We don't have no kids acting up. We don't let that out. We don't have no kids. And then I looked around and recognized he didn't have no kids at all. My God. And anytime you have the church and you don't have no children at all, your church is going to die in a very few years. You need a little, you need a few kids to cut up every now and then. My God. Are you, are you with what I'm talking about? Somebody said, mm-mm, child. And then we, we, we got real saints in this church. We don't have no sinners and we got real saints in this church. Uh, I doubt it. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, I don't know a church that don't have that. And you can't have real good church if you don't have some sinners. You don't have a few backsliders. My God, you need some backsliders so you can have an altar service. Can, can I talk to somebody today? My God, you, you, you need a few sinners in the house so you can say, come unto me, all ye that labor heaven laden, I'll give you rest. My God, I don't care what you've done. Come on, I don't care how bad it is, how ugly it is. Uh, come now and let us reason together. My God, how many know that you need a few people to get saved every now and then? Can I talk to somebody today? My, 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 my. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. My God. And then there they are walking along and a woman fools around and gets through the line and touches Jesus. Jesus turns around and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Lord, what do you mean who touched you? All these folks, anybody could have touched you. But I want you to know that Jesus knows the difference between the touch of curiosity and worship. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can I talk to somebody today? Praise the name of the Lord. When they were going near Samaria, my God, they were saying, come on, Jesus, we're hungry. And when they got near Samaria, they wanted to go around and did go around Samaria. But Jesus said, I have need to go through Samaria. We read about it again when Jesus is getting ready to be crucified. And he turns around and tells them, said, go to Samaria. My God, let's make ready. I'm getting ready to make a move here. My God. And when the disciples went there, the Samaritans rejected them. The disciples got, a, got an attitude, went back and told Jesus, said, Jesus, they didn't accept us. And if you don't mind, we want to call down fire and burn them up. You'd be surprised how church folk act. 
Let me tell you, my friends, sometimes doubt and fear can become a blocker of your faith. Can I talk to somebody today? Sometimes you're blocked by your doubts. You're blocked by your fears. The Bible said Jesus could do no miracles in that place, my God, because they didn't have any faith. My God, they doubted God. They questioned him. They didn't believe that he was really able to do it. But when you get in a place where people believe God can do anything, then anything is possible. I wonder where I am this morning. Am I in a place where people believe that anything is possible? Am I in a house right now where people believe that miracles can take place? Am I in a house right now where people want to just reach up and pull down the strongholds and declare the power of God? Am I in the right house? Am I in the right house this morning? Glory to God. Let me hurry and get out of this situation. My God. Now, you got to be careful. Sometime, sometime the way you act can block your blessing. Lord, I'm, I'm, I need to talk to somebody. My God. And sometimes you don't know what you have in you until you're under pressure. Hallelujah. Many, many years ago, many, many years ago, I hadn't been pastoring long, and I, I, I had an evangelist with me, and, and, and we were driving and going. Anybody know the Bay Area? We were leaving uh, the East Bay, heading into San Jose, going down 101. At that time, there were three lanes, and it would go into two. And I had this little raggedy car. Man, we were just flying, and as we got ready to go into the second to kind of merge over into that lane, there was a big truck driver on the other side of us. And as I was trying to get in, this big truck driver just decided he wasn't going to let me in. And so I, I would speed up, he would speed up, I slow down, he slowed down, and he had like an 18 wheel, a big old long tray. I couldn't get by this guy. And then I'm like, oh man, this, this is no good. And I'm trying to get over, he couldn't, I couldn't get over, and I see this wall coming up in front of me. I said, you know what, we about to die. And right before we died, I grabbed that stirring wheel, and I said, Jesus! I said, oh, Jesus! And the man in the other side of me said, oh, something else. <laughs> now, what he said is very popular. It's on TV all the time on the president, but that's another story. I turned around, I looked at him. I stopped dying to look at the man. I forgot I was supposed to be dead. I turned around and looked at him. I said, hey, man, what are you saying? He said, oh, Rev, I'm sorry. That just slipped out. <laughs> Nothing slips out except what's already there. Nothing reveals where you are like pressure. Nothing reveals who you really are like going through something. Somebody got to make up their mind that whatever happens in my life, I'm going to give God praise. <laughs> that whatever happens in my life, I'm going to give God a praise and a glory and a shout. I don't hear nobody today. My God, when they got next to, next, next to Peter and Peter got upset, he took a sword out, my God, and cut off the man's ear. Can I talk to somebody today? My God, when the little girl accused him, he started cussing. Mm. After Jesus died, he turned around and said, I go a fishing, which means I'm going back into business again. My God, after Jesus died, all the disciples got together in one room and the Bible said they were all there for fear of the Jews. You'll be surprised what's holding people back right now. Would you look at somebody right now and ask them, what's holding you back? Tell them I feel sorry for you, but I'm moving on. <laughs> As of today, I am moving 
oh, I'm moving on. I'm almost through here. My God, you've got to move on beyond negative people. I said, you've got to move on beyond negative people. Some people are unhappy with themselves, jealous of you and your commitment. They just don't like the fact that you want to do better. Some people feel like you're supposed to be where you are. You deserve to be where you are. You need to be where you are. You'll always be where you are. And that's all you're ever going to be is where you are. But I came by to tell you today, I'm moving on beyond that. And the fact that you don't like it didn't bother me one bit at all. I've had to learn how to deal with stuff folk don't like. I'm not trying to tell you I haven't had any failures. I'm not trying to tell you things have always gone right. But what I had to do was learn how to deal with my failures. And when things failed, I just didn't throw them out the door. But I took every one of my failures and I built a box and put it inside. My God, I had one failure, another failure, another failure, another failure. Ooh, somebody said, you, what you going to do with all them boxes? I stacked them up. And when I looked at them, they looked like a stairwell, so I started stepping on top of them. I stepped on one and then another and another and another. And before long, I was standing at the top talking about I can do all things through Christ. Look at somebody and tell them I can do all things through Christ. Ah, glory to God, hallelujah. The Bible says in Mark chapter 10 and verse number 45, for even the Son of Man came to be ministered. The Son of Man came not to be ministered, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. In other words, Jesus knew I had some problems. Jesus knew I was going to mess up. Jesus knew I'd have some letdowns. Jesus knew I'd have some enemies and some frenemies. Jesus was aware that I was going to have some trouble, but he told me to run on anyway. Look at somebody tell them, run on anyway and who is it that has convinced you to give up the race who is it that has convinced you to throw in the towel who is it that has convinced you that you can't make it but you got to make up in your mind I'm gonna get up and move on look at somebody say get up and move on my brothers and sisters as I close here this morning let me tell you for 2018 if you're going to make it different than last year there's a few things you ought to do number one look up look over at somebody and say look up that's why the Bible said looking under Jesus the author and the finisher of my faith don't just look down but look up don't just look around you but look up because that's what my help is that's what my strength is the Bible reminds us of that in Psalms 3 the Bible reminds us that he's my shield and the lifter of my head would you look at somebody and tell him he's my shield and the lifter of my head and whatever happens I'm going to look up whatever I'm going through I've got to look up however enemies might like it not I've got to look up I've got to look under Jesus he's the author and the finisher of my faith and he told me to mm, how can I talk to you somebody and the second thing you've got to do is not just look up but my friend you've got to think up look at somebody say think up 
the Bible says finally brothering whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just and whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue if there be any praise think on these things get your mind out of negative thoughts move your mind from thinking about who hurt you move your mind from thinking about what did not happen and make up in your mind I'm gonna think on the right things I'm gonna think on good things somebody's being delivered because your mind has already come up the Bible the Bible the Bible helps us to understand this and not only must you look up and think up but number three you've got to speak up look at somebody tell them speak up that would have never been a miracle on Jericho Road if Bartimaeus had held his peace but he didn't let nobody stop him from calling on Jesus that's somebody here that's in this house today don't worry about who's sitting around you you know what you need from God you know what you want from God so go ahead open your mouth and speak up go ahead and call Jesus Jesus not son of David Jesus I'm calling on you that somebody need a miracle and you're still sitting there but let the redeemed of the Lord say so come on and shout say it say it you want a miracle say it you want a breakthrough say it you want a word say it you need God to deliver somebody shout say it I gotta hurry now but not only must you speak up but number four you got to get up Hallelujah. Uh, Bishop, you don't understand. I can't get get up. You see, you, I got all, No, no, wait, 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 wait. When Jesus asked the man, he said, all I want to know is do you want to be made whole? I said, all I want to know is do you want to be made whole? But you see, I, I don't have nobody to help. I didn't ask you that. I just want to know, do you want to be made whole? But you see, Jesus, every time I try to get in the water, I get, I didn't ask you that. I just want to know, do you want to be made whole? But I, I, I don't know when the angel comes in trouble. Or I didn't ask you that. I just want to know, do you want to be made whole? Look at somebody and ask them, say, do you want to be made whole are you tired of sitting there aren't you tired of laying there aren't you tired of being there but I want to be made whole somebody Johnny yeah. Hey, yeah 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 Woo. I gotta close this thing hallelujah because when he got up 
He had strength he didn't have when he was laying there. And if you would just get up, don't make no excuse. In your mind, get up. Physically, get up. Now notice when he got up and leave your bed behind. You don't need it no more. Give it to somebody else that don't believe God. Look at somebody and say, get up, get up, get up. Get up, 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 get up. I want you to find five or six people. Give them a give them a high five and tell them you better get up. You need to get up from there. Get up, get up, get up. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Lord. Ah, Sister Judy, I gotta close now. But if I had time, I would tell you what the last thing was. Don't y'all get me fired. Y'all sure? All right, there's the last thing is, not only must you get up, but then you got to go up. Oh, I don't hear nobody today. The Bible said in Acts chapter three, the man had been there. The apostle said, silver and gold, have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus rise up and walk and the Bible said when the man got up he started leaping and shouting and then the Bible said he followed them into the temple in other words when God blesses you go to church when God blesses you move toward church some of us get blessed and we go to Nordstrom's we get blessed and we take a vacation but look at somebody and say when God blesses me I'm on my way to church I just want to go shout and give him praise I just want to go to church and give the Lord glory I just want somebody to know what the Lord has done for me look at somebody and say you can't tell it like I can what the Lord has done for me you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me is there anybody that want to go to church this morning is there anybody that want to go to church is there anybody that want to go to church and tell him I came to church to give him praise. Now tell him, hold my spot. But I feel like praising him right now. I feel like praising him.
I got to go. Would you grab one? I didn't tell you to touch nobody, but you can do it now. Grab one person by both hands. Look them right dead in the eye and tell them, look at me real good. I want you to be the first to know that I feel a move coming on. Look at them again and tell them my address just changed. I don't live at the same place. As of this morning, I'm getting up and moving on. Well, if that's you, give God a shout out. Listen, let me say this to you. If you're here today and Jesus Christ is not the center of your life, you really can't move on. If Jesus Christ is not living in you, you can't move on. Oh, you can wave your hand, but you're not going very far because Jesus is the one that's got to get you there. So if you're here right now and you need Jesus in the center of your life, if you would lift your hand, I'll take a minute and pray for you and the Lord will come in your life right there. If that's you, just lift your hand. I see a hand here and a hand there. The Lord sees those hands. I want everybody to say with me, Lord Jesus, here I am and I need you right now. Come into my heart, save me, change me, make me the person you want me to be. I accept you, I receive you, and my life will never be the same. Thank you, Lord. Now give God a praise right where you're standing. Give the Lord a praise right there. Listen, if you're in this sanctuary and West Angeles is not your home, what a great church to be a member of. I said, what a great church to be a member of. No, I cannot join. The commute's a little difficult. But if you're here right now and this church ought to be your church, maybe you just accepted Jesus today. But if this ought to be your church, what better way to start the new year off? If that's you, just step out from where you are and come down. I want to introduce you to your pastor.